quite a throw on that, hasn't it? It does, it, doesn't it? It throws straight out. Pouring it? out of a Chemex, it's yeah. uh, a beautiful arc <laughs> of coffee. I'm sorry, was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Anybody want coffee? I'm making coffee. Welcome to Anti Coffee, a podcast with me, Todd Whiteford, and me, Tony Lee Johnson. Mm. Uh, so, what did you hear? You heard. The glorious sounds of coffee being poured into a cup from a Chemex. Delicious. But why the, why the heck are we here? And what the freaking heck are we trying to achieve? And what's the point in any of this, Tony? <laughs> oh, God. Because <laughs> I, for one, am unconvinced. <laughs> what are we doing? We, we, we're having a bit of fun. So the way I like to see it, Todd, is that there's a lot of waves in coffee. And we're the eighth wave, like, you've got the first, you've got the second, third, fourth. So I reckon we're like, we're way ahead of the game, into yeah, the future. I would even say we're the opposite of a wave. The we're op- like, I don't know, what's the opposite of a wave? A, a trough. Mm. We're, we're the, we're the <laughs> first trough. Everyone's on, on about, yeah, third wave, fourth wave, oh, third wave, 2000, 2008, maybe third wave, fourth wave, 2012, 2013. So whatever wave we're on. No one's talking about the first trough <laughs> of coffee. And that's where anti-coffee just slides right in. We're, we're prepping someone to be the next wave, but first we need to, we need to get the trough. So we're committed. We're filling that, filling that void. Yeah, exactly. This is like, it's, we're, we're the unseen sort of necessity in the, in the global specialty coffee game. Nice. I like it. Trough makers. Trough makers. <laughs> So we're, yeah, what are we doing? We're sort of creating a nasty riptide onto which will crash waves of genius <laughs> speciality people. Um, yeah, and we're not really anti-coffee. We're very much pro-coffee. But, yeah, it's just good, isn't it? It's a bit more catchy. And we could be more like your favourite anti yeah. of coffee. So that's the way we like to see it. But... Yeah, we're going to talk about coffee, we're going to drink coffee, we're going to do other things around coffee. Coffee is the common value to the whole of this. Yeah, don't get too hung up on the name, it's just a name. The Beatles was just the name of a band, Anti-Coffee is just the name of a podcast. (laughs) Don't worry too much. I'm just comparing us to like the greatest band that ever existed, no problem. Big big expectations, Tony. That's, That's where we are in this journey. Oh, journey. Journey. Segway. Well, we're not, we are taking a journey, not on segways, on bicycles. Um, so, yeah, basically, right, quick, quick, here's what it is. We have one task, one task at hand for this year. It's 2022, 2022. There's two of us. We've got two big trips. The main big one trip. <laughs> Stupid idiot. <laughs> we have a goal, which combines two of our I would say great enthusiasms in life coffee and cycling the world of coffee 
super spreader event. <laughs> <laughs> the World of Coffee event in Poland this year. Um, so it's going to be in July. It's in Warsaw. How are we going to get there, Tony? We're going to cycle. We're going from Glasgow, our home, to Warsaw on bicycles. Not a tandem. But uh, that would have been funny. Only, that would be great. That would have been I actually funny. just sit at the back and fuck home. <laughs> Feet <fine>. up. <laughs> <laughs> Reclining. Yeah. <laughs> Take me through the drive-thru. <laughs> sit and have my chicken nuggets while you pedal uphill. But yeah, we're going to cycle to Warsaw in July. To be determined how many days, we've sort of blocked out a week so far. We think a week would be a good... And that's like still pushing it, isn't it? That's 300k mm. a day almost. Yeah. So it's 2,000 kilometers if you take out the ferry journey from Newcastle to Amsterdam. 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 Then, uh, yeah, so that's that's the biggest goal of the year. In order to do that, we need to prep a little bit and get a bit of help because I don't know like where... where where are we in our cycling positions right now? What do you um, call yourself? I would say I'm... Uh, what am I? Enthusiasm over technique? Yeah, nice. Title of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like... I'm, I'm a lover of... Uh, I'm, I, I was like... For my age, I'm fairly new to it. I would say, like, in my 20s, I wasn't really... You know, I could ride bikes. I grew up riding bikes, but I yeah. didn't really... Um, in terms of like cycling and wearing lycra, yeah, not until not until thirty, I think, yeah, and then did did it for a little while casually or very casually, and then took a couple of years where I just didn't really do anything, and then at the start of lockdown, I had my road bike in the flat, and I was like, I'm getting out on this, I'm getting out on this thing, <laughs> and then it did just did a wonderful like, I did like fifty k or something. One sunny, like, May year 2020, roads were dead. And I was just like, oh, I do love it. I was like, <laughs> I was like that. Oh, that is tremendous. I got off the bat, put one foot down. I was like, oh, that is wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, obviously, through you, as someone who's equally, if not more enthusiastic, but definitely a more regular cyclist, someone who's got a very long palmarès of cycling achievements, right? Yeah, well, achievements. Well, yeah, okay, right. You've yeah. not won the Tour de France yet. Seven times. <laughs> yeah, but I'm de- I love cycling. Like, I've always loved cycling, for sure. And again, road biking came a bit later. Mountain biking was definitely something that I was into all the way through. Was it M- MTB before... Bit like, bit like Van der Poel, you know, or Pitcock. Oh, like, yeah, I yeah. like to put myself in the category of all kid elephants. Having f- it was fun first. Don't touch my dog. I have to make an assessment of the situation and don't stand on my dog or I cut your head off. Say hello. Oh. I mean, yellow. <laughs> That's the way the sport goes, eh? Tomorrow you have a rest day and then you plan your tactics. Oh, don't touch the two Oh, Cadell Evans. <laughs> What a great cyclist, but literally the only thing I remember is him saying, don't touch my dog, I'll cut your head off. Fantastic. We can all relate. Yeah, and then mountain biking, and then got into road cycling through working for Rafa. Yeah, you worked for Rafa. Yeah, and I suppose it's one of those things when, you, when you're when you getting paid for it and you're enthusiastic about it, yeah. you just 
spend your entire life on a bike. Definitely. And they were great for creating a culture around yeah. like getting people into cycling. Yeah. Um, Do you remember the first time we went out on a ride together? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Up the crawl. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, Tony, just, you know, this, this kicks up a wee bit to begin with, but you're just going to have to pace yourself. Yeah. And by the by halfway up the first little section, I was like, oh, I am fucked. <laughs> and Tony was like, oh, if you, I'll, I'll do your voice. This is Tony, Tony, Brian Cox, Brian Cox, Tony. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm just going to go ahead. <laughs> it was actually, we were going so slow at my pace that you were probably just going to fall off. <laughs> and uh, yeah, away you went. And that was when I realised very painfully that, Oh, Tony's actually quite quite a fantastic cyclist. Quite a fantastic amateur. Yeah, that's a good, fantastic amateur. That's a good t-shirt. So I thought, what better way to hitch my wagon to his star? Is that the right expression? Why not? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so since then, like that, that was yeah, like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Almost two years ago. Yeah. And since then, yeah, we've we've done a lot of rides. Yeah. Or a fair few rides. Yeah, some, some big ones. Some well. nice big ones. Yeah. Like, yeah, we did a, a very well-documented and well-received uh, video uh, that featured us cycling from Glasgow to the borders. Um, what else? We did the Tour de Tindrum. Tour de Tindrum. 150Ks on the hottest day of the year last year. That was a belter, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, with, with the croc messieurs. With Shout the, out to the, the croc, croc, of course. We should talk about the croc. The croc monsieur. Today we're making the croque monsieur, which in French means fancy grilled cheese with other stuff. Some say the croque monsieur was invented by a cafe worker in Paris, but sandwich historians know it was created when a grilled cheese and a ham sandwich got together and We'll start by making a bechamel sauce, also known as white gravy. Oh no, I've ruined my roux. Or actually, Le Croc is the overarching yeah. team because that monsieur delineates a male. There are also the Le Croc Madame, the females, if they wish to so be delineated in one or the other. <laughs> but if you don't wish to be delineated in either, we're all just Le Croc. Le Croc. And how would you describe Le Croc? Mm, we are melted cheese cycling enthusiasts. Nailed it. That's it. Very simple brief, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it goes back to that thing of, um, like, this adventure. So Glasgow to Warsaw, it's an adventure. Whether we actually complete the A to B is not necessarily the be-all and end-all of doing the thing. It's what we're going to experience and encounter on the way, and not just on those seven days that we're riding, but in the 20-odd weeks, in the build-up to it. Yeah. The training, the chatting. Uh, the what else can you do? All those other things. Doping, doping. <laughs> the, the performance enhancing activities. Um, and we're bringing you along the way, aren't we? Like we're gonna meet up with a lot of people. Some of them we've already got booked, pretty much. Yeah. Could we say names? Have you guys heard of a little celeb called Kim Kardashian? <laughs> she has. Yet to get back to us, but I'm feeling pretty confident, guys. She's gonna first guest, marquee signing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're gonna get some guests, and we're gonna talk about um, cycling. Some different episodes: some on training, some on nutrition, some on 
looking good some on other things looking good yeah looking yeah. good feeling good it's the most important one uh, though, isn't it? what are other ones that we want to do um logistics planning so that's the big one yeah because we've got like a rough route and we know roughly around the kilometers that we want to do but yeah we need to get a good look at how yeah. many kilometers we can do where we can stay what the plan is yeah and, and why, why should they talk to us right there must be loads of people who want to do cycling things our secret weapon i guess is that we make very very good coffee exceptional coffee so people are happy to sit down with us and have a coffee in exchange for ideas, chat. And listen, it's not going to be serious. You may think of a word like logistics and, ha- and literally fall asleep at the wheel. Yeah. Try not to do that. But that might be... That's what I do. Yeah. Log. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just that that's it. Straight. Yeah. It's like narcolepsy. It's yeah. like a trigger. Definitely. Like you've been hypnotized that when someone says logistics. Yeah. Look into the eyes, look into the eyes. Um, so, yeah, what that will be is a very boring title, but hopefully a very interesting episode. Yeah. And we're going to do it in, we're not going to do it in like the style of all the other boring like cycling podcasts. We're no. going to do it in like basically a more slapdash, idiotic style, <laughs> um, which is more true to our core selves. Yeah. And if, if you haven't lif- listened to any of our podcasts already, then you know, go back and listen to the old ones. And you'll sort of get an idea of where we're at. But we're going new format and we're going on the road. So whilst we're cycling to Warsaw, we've got little microphones, um, portable microphones that we're taking with us so that we can pod along the way. On pod on the, I need a good pod on the go. Pod on the pod on the run. Pod on the plod. If we were walking. Pod on the plod. Pod. We're pedal casting. Power pod. Power pod. Um, we're working on it. Here, drink this coffee. I don't like coffee. It's a vassal constrictor. Hey, coffee is the number one drink in the world. Everybody drinks it. Even little kids in Mexico drink coffee. Well, I'm not a little kid in Mexico, okay? So we're going to get some help from a lot of people, a lot of really interesting people. And um, yeah, so we're going to get help from a lot of interesting people, but we also need to do some work ourselves, right? So what are we going to do, Todd, to be able to achieve the ultimate goal? Well, we're talking to each other on a sort of dark January evening. My primary concern and my biggest source of anxiety is I'm not in the right shape. Physically, mentally, <laughs> and even, yeah, I, I don't have, I, you know, we don't have the right equipment, bikes need serviced, so... It's been a long winter of not too much riding, because the weather has been really yeah, it's been bad, a, and it's been a hard winter. Yeah. What we're getting at is, we need to see where we stack up, currently, because how do we know, how do we get to where we're going, without already knowing where we are? Here's how this journey is going to go. 10 episodes, one every Tuesday, which are going to lead us up to our first big test. Our first big, put everything out there on the field. Do we have it? Is this a realistic goal to try and cycle that huge distance in such a short space of time? So the way we're going to test our metal is by cycling the NC500 in three days. So that is uh, the route that runs from Inverness in a big loop around the top of 
Scotland, the wild west coast, the sort of uncharted north coast, I guess, and then yeah, down the east coast, um, back to Inverness. It's about 800 and something kilometres. So we're going to try and be stacking up 260 kilometre days. The kicker of that is that each day is about 3,000 metres of climbing. Big, big days. That's nothing for the pros. No. But for us mere mortals. Yeah. Big business. What's the longest distance you've ever cycled, Todd? 160. 160. Maxed out. And that was pretty... No, I suppose there was a few climbs in it. It was pretty flat towards the end. Yeah. It was um, pretty hilly. But yeah, looking at some of these routes, we'll be doing 200Ks and then there's going to be a couple of big fucking climbs. Yeah. So how, how are we going to get in shape? That's the, the question. So that's going to be the big test. Yeah. If we complete that, it's going to be huge confidence, big boost. If we don't complete that, well, then hopefully we've learned, but also there will be tears. <laughs> and there may be a frank podcast where we back out of the challenge to cycle to Warsaw. Who maybe, knows? Yeah, maybe. I mean, that, this is a sort of on-the-go, very much, let's see what happens as we record. I mean, it's pretty much how our podcasts go yeah. on a daily basis. But we're going to just try and do it. And if we don't do it, well, yeah, you and still you listen, you idiots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're going to follow us all the way to episode 20. We know you are. <laughs> Silly billies. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's like any goal. We've, we've got an arbitrary goal, kind of. Yeah. It's a goal for us, most other folk. Like, why would you pick Warsaw? Why start in Glasgow? We're not, it's not like we're going over some iconic climbs. It's just, no, yeah. we're just cycling through countryside. But any goal's a goal. Yeah. You know, like the guy who wanted to eat a Subway sandwich in every state in the USA. You can pick anything to do, and if yeah. it drives you forward to keep momentum up of a project or just keep going, then, yeah, cool. Pick your goal. Just arbitrate. I want to do that. Yeah. It's great. That's basically a long way of saying we didn't really think about it. We just picked it. <laughs> yeah. Boom. And we've said it out loud on, on microphones. And so we're hoping that every, all our, our legion of listeners uh, keep us honest as well. And yeah. Like, we want you involved. So if you can... If you think you have something to add to the journey, if you live on the NC500, then at the end we're going to give you the uh, uh, the bloody contact details. So get in touch and we'll make you some really nice coffee in Definitely. exchange for, I don't know, bacon roll one yeah. morning? Yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, we'll bring some coffee. You get the bacon. Boiled going. egg. Boiled egg. Nice. On the go. <laughs> on the go. Peeling it. That's a good challenge, isn't it? In a, no in handies. <laughs> Peeling it. Peeling a boiled egg and then eating it and trying to not spew it up. <laughs> so, yeah, we need to figure out, like, our own abilities. So I've done some big cycles before. I've back, done back-to-back 350-plus oh, days. Oh, piss before. off, Tony. <laughs> so I have a, an idea with bags as well. Like, that's the other thing. Even cycling 50K with a bag and cycling 50K without a bag, you know, you're carrying a lot in there, so... I'm starting to really doubt whether I'm able to do this. Do you want me to just carry your bags? Uh, I was going to say, if you want to do it, <laughs> I'll just do like, I don't know, podcasting. <laughs> maybe I'll, I reckon I'll drive the support car. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. It's unsupported. Yeah, both, we're unsupported. Both trips, we're carrying everything ourselves. Yeah. Well, I definitely. mean, we're going to buy food on the way, obviously. Yeah. And we'll gonna... definitely take any snacks that are given to us from any strangers. Yeah. 
oh, wouldn't, wouldn't it be so nice if even just like we had some small amount of listeners who, as we come up to the top of the Bilach Nabah, oh. just have a little Mars bar in there. Come on, guys. Ali, Ali, Ali. You know, that with a wee cowbell. Because, yeah, we'll, we'll meet people as well. Like, people... I, when I cycled from Mainz to Prague in two days That's mad. over Nuremberg, and that was like a 700... 770 kilometers. And on the second day, as I was crossing, crossing the Czech border, um, it was, I somehow managed to get on a busy road because I didn't. That's the thing with planning and like looking. You sort of look at it on the map and you'd like, that looks like a, the quickest route or that's the most scenic route. But And it's a nice big wide road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ended up on a really busy road. I was like hanging out my ass. I was already done pretty much. And it was a really steep like wind against me big cars and lorries going by and one lorry went by me like not close gave me enough room but like waved out the window at me like like almost like saying slow down slow down I wouldn't know that was going fast but then as I got to the <laughs> top like, of thanks for the compliment <laughs> yeah. as I got to the top of the hill he'd pulled over in the layby and I was like oh fuck like what what's going on here and he ended up getting out. He didn't speak much English, but just gave me a can of Coke oh. and was like, like, take it. And like, we had a bit of a broken conversation and he was just like, yeah, keep going. Like, great. I was like, what? You're like a lorry That's, driver. That is amazing. Random guy. Just knew that I needed the can of Coke. I was probably like white as a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and it wouldn't have translated as well if he'd thrown it out the window at you. <laughs> yeah. like, he wouldn't have understood this, what he was trying to achieve. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping we get some people like that along yeah. the way. And you do tend to encounter that, though, don't yeah. you? Like, if you're doing something, if you're out of place in a certain way doing these things, if you were, you know, like, running across the desert or yeah. cycling in the middle of nowhere, there will be people who are like, oh, I think that guy probably, he's yeah. not going to say he doesn't want a can of Coke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I don't, uh, that's too much sugar for me. <laughs> I'm on a strict diet. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. Oh, and yeah, I'm hoping for that, actually. That's yeah. part of the adventure, isn't it? Definitely. And we're going to have time for it as well. Like, we're not... Going, doing the, like we need, we've got a sort of time plan that we need to get to places. But if we see something of interest, we're going to stop and we're going to hopefully record, hopefully get some people on the podcast yeah. who are locals in these little, especially through all these little tiny villages that you go through. Like you've done some big tours, running tours, and things like that, and you must have gone some random little places that you just wouldn't have been if you'd if you'd have done a normal route yeah and they're the best they're always the best ones aren't they yeah well the, like the most recent one I mean I say recent I, like, I fucking hate running now as well like <laughs> I, I wouldn't run for, how would they run for a bus <laughs> you know um, fast but yeah even on the like um, on the Faroe Islands did a sort of it was like a trail race that's what you call it a trail, trail race, race with loads of loads of ascent Multiple days, though, isn't it? No, no, just one day. We were there for five days, but it was just one day. Yeah. Um, but even that, like, you're, you're the same. You're passing through these little places, little uh, Faroese towns, yeah. and you're, like, sort of full running tights, shiny shoes. And, yeah, there's, like, local fishermen who are just like, what the hell is <laughs> happening? Who, who is this <laughs> space person? Yeah. But yeah, they're happy to chat. They're happy to show you what they do because I suppose by the same token, we would do that. Or most people probably want to do yeah. that, right? They'd show you a little bit about their life and 
if you're there doing that activity, then why would you not? Like, very few people would be like, nah, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Just here for a PB and then I'm away. Yeah. Just here to, to crack, crack on, get it done. It's the same sort of thing with coffee shops, isn't it? Like, people come in and you just end up chatting and then you've got, like, an ex- a whole life experience from someone who you've never met other than in that yeah. place. And, like, we're, t- we're, we're taking the coffee shop on the road. That's it. That's it. Should have said that at the start. Yeah. So, it saved us all a lot of time. Co- just if you started <laughs> from this point. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. it. But that's that's why there's such a, a huge crossover between well, I say cyclists for the purposes of this podcast and it's what we're about, cycling. Mm-hmm. Cycling and coffee, there's always a huge crossover between yeah. those two things and it's probably part of it is that desire for adventure and coffee being the um, don't say lubricant, lubricant for the start of adventure. You know, like if, if, if case in point, we, the seed of this idea started over a cup of coffee. Yeah, it did. Literally was, don't say lubricant, the lubricant <laughs> for what are we going to do? It, it, it starts your brain pinging. It starts the electrolytes, the ions, zapping through your little brain box to say, what are you going to do? What are your ideas? Pew, pew, pew. And then that's what happened. So maybe that's part of it, that coffee is the fuel on which adventures are seeded. And because cycling is an adventure sport, that's why they go hand in hand. Oh my God. Where's my notebook? Where's my notebook? You're welcome, guys. It's <laughs> only episode one. You got another 19 episodes of that sort of genius. That was nice. What's it called when someone beats around the bush and just doesn't get to the point? That. 19 more episodes of that. <laughs> I like mugs because they're very comfortable in your hand and they hold the hot things that you don't have to touch. So, um, you know, coffee. I like mugs. I like mugs. I like mugs. So, yeah, 19. So there's going to be uh, 10 episodes. That lead us up to the NC500 big training test. <laughs> then we're going to do a notes from the road episode, which is hopefully going to con- condense our NC500 adventure into like an hour maybe of kind of uh, ambient radio experience. This definitely, I think that'll be two episodes, won't it? Oh, okay, on, on the road, on the road's going to be a double double header with a massive cliffhanger in the middle. Oh like, yeah, we're going to set up. A huge cliffhanger. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. Tony's just got it. I mean, because then you, if you don't listen to one, you, you know, it's a big cliffhanger. Wait for it. Yeah. We, we don't know what it's going to be, but there'll be one. I feel like I've got an idea. It's probably to do with me either falling off a cliff or shitting myself. <laughs> Hanging from a cliff. Yeah. I'm giving up, Tony. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so then we've got those, those episodes and then we've got another 10 weeks to build up to the big... The big challenge. <laughs> Glasgow to Warsaw. So another um, bunch of guests in to help us figure out what went wrong on the NC500. Yeah. Help, us f- help us figure out how to do more of what went right on the NC500. Yeah. And ultimately, just help us have a jolly old time riding bikes right. and drinking coffee. That's what it's all about. Speaking of drinking coffee, my coffee's empty. So I think we've got to move on to go and do one thing that is going to give us the benchmark for where we are right now. And then we can sort of maybe do another one in a little while and like check our level of yeah. improvement. So that, that was, 
You asked me how I'm feeling physically. I don't know if I'm stacking up. Yeah. How I've not I've not ridden a bike for eight weeks. So how are we gonna know if we stack up? What do you do? First of all, this thing what's called a FTP test. Tony. Yeah. Give us um, a sixty second. I'm gonna throw in the countdown music. And give us the FTP. What is an FTP? Go. The FTP is functional threshold power. So it's the amount of power you can hold for. I think it's. I think it's like an hour. I think like an hour. Like that's like the level that you can hold for. But um, the test we're going to do is called a ramp test, and that's one way we can measure FTP, which is basically we start with a little warm-up, and then by wattage, which is how you measure measure power, we start at 100 watts, which is pretty easy. Like, everyone who pedals will be able to do 100 watts, I think. And then we start, cr- like, cranking that up 20 watts every minute. So we'll just keep going. Crank it up. <laughs> Crank it up. Until we can't go anymore. It's, yeah. it's all all to nothing like that's the idea it's sort of it is a bit of a scream if you want to go faster yeah but also scream because you're in agony yeah. kind of affair isn't it so um, we we did one of those at the weekend yeah to see um just to see where we stack up should we go and listen to how we got on each test was about 10 or 12 minutes so yeah. we've sliced it and diced it like uh, supreme editors and so this is just like the potted highlights. Also, who are you if you can listen to someone do a 10-minute FTP test Sick. in real time, then you're a pervert Sick. and you need to get alive. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the official Swift Arena. Oh, he's going to weigh in. So we're weighing in first. We're doing a weigh-in. We're in. It's leveling. 85.6. Not bad. Pretty good. Yeah. Nicely done. So, ladies and gentlemen, Todd is... Todd's on the bike and he's having a warm-up. We've got Zwift loaded. He's chosen for a... He's gone for a camo kit. Oh, here he comes. The Germans are after you. (laughs) Sprints. Smashing out the watts in his warm-up. 600 watts. It's probably had like a good five minute warm up. Should we get to the test? Should we do it? So ladies and gentlemen, here we are. Todd is lining up for his FTP test and we're ready to go. Any uh, any thoughts, Todd? Um, I'm already struggling and I uh, haven't even started. This is the warm up. Uh, you have just done a, a max sprint as a warm up. So that's true, but who knows? But other than that, um, I'm struck by how pale my upper body is and slightly embarrassed about that but other than those two significant problems I'm excited about this excellent you're halfway into your warm-up now and then basically we're doing an FTP test in the form of a ramp test so Todd's going to start off cycling um, at 100 watts and that'll last for a minute and then every minute the wattage will increase by 20 watts what's your top ever speed on a bike Tony? Uh, 101 kilometers an hour. I broke the broke the barrier at the Nurburgring. Actually, yeah, the sound barrier. There was a, a, a bow wave of sound, and then a sonic boom as you went past. 
what's your fastest speed? 80 odd, 82 I think. It's enough. And I think on Strava it shows, it shows me bailing out at the corner <laughs> that is directly below that hill, it's on sky. And it's like a tight left-hander and I didn't have the, didn't have the minerals to get around it so I just had to like go off into the lay-by. So you can see a little loop where I've got gone and then had to loop back to get back on the road. All right, we're getting into the last minute of your warm up and then the FTP test will begin. Five, four, three, two, one, and we're off. Here we go, so nice and easy. So here, Todd, this, is, this barrier here is when you go up for 20, 20 watts, so 20 watts up. This, this could be it, Todd. This is you halfway around the North Coast 500. Oh, it says, this is a message. It says, still doing fine? You should be. I'm sort of just waiting for it to ramp up to a point where I start to struggle. But yeah, as it says, the test will go from I'm fine to I'm toast pretty quickly. Look at this power, power. Oh yes, an American person called BDP says, right on! <laughs> You're up now to 200 watt. You're riding at 200 watts. All right. The American person said, right on! <laughs> I'm happy with that. I take it I can't uh, get in someone's slipstream on this. 240 watts we're at. So that's getting up there. How are we feeling on one to 10, Todd? Physically, like, not great. Mentally, not great. Do you reckon you got one more? Yeah. Here we go. So we're just going up, we're at 280 watts. So we're just going minute by minute now. He's focused, he's deep focus. When will it stop me? <laughs> Until you stop, it won't stop. A decent heart rate of 192 beats per minute. How long have I been going? I'm going to try and... We establish, is this a podcast that has a sensor? <laughs> or not, because you're about to hear a lot of bad language. We're at 300 watts, pushing through. But Todd is on the limit, still going. I reckon he might even have one more left in him. Every second counts towards your FTP, so even if you get through that gate, you want to just keep going as long as you can. Harry, 194. <laughs> keep going. Oh. Absolutely phenomenal effort. So there we go. Todd, we have a FTP of 271 watts. <laughs> 271 divided by 85. 3.18, so let's say 3.2. Final thoughts, Tony, 90 seconds before you get in. What are you thinking just now? I'm feeling pretty warm. Uh, yeah, I don't really know. It's been a while since I last did one, so I'm going to have to see where we are. I'm feeling like I should have had a breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> or at least a bit more of something to, a bit more power food, but it's a bit late now, isn't it? The Scarborough Assassin, ready to take on the world. Go. Now he's already, he's doing too much. There's too much power there. 
Uh, give the fans what they want. And look at this. I mean, he's already up to 160. He's still got a smile on his face, this guy. Sort of at this point, you just want it to get on with it, don't you? You just want it to be later in the show already. But And you've had a, a little bit of Jay Gruber there from Germany saying, Right on! And he's making light work of it. I can try and push through as far as I can. So at some point, you'll just be like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, here we are, up to 240. Absolutely flying. Look at the speed, 55 k's an hour. Now we get into the business section. And now we're in 300. It's asking you to keep 300 watts for one minute. Starting to feel some lactic in the legs, Tony. Definitely, yeah. Keep it going. It says narrow your focus. This is where I gave up. 300 watts. Very impressive. 45 k's an hour. And we're going to make it to the next checkpoint easily. We're going to get up to 360 anyway. Yeah, big power on tap. You can hear, I'll give you, you don't have to say anything, Tony, but I just want to get the breath, the, the breathing. Something for the fans. And Dee Newton from Great Britain says, right on. We're out to pass a Scottish person called S. Clello. So if you're listening to S. Clello, you've just been absolutely mugged off by the greatest cyclist in the game. Here he comes. We're going to get another five seconds out of Tony and then we're up to 380 watts. If we can do this for another minute. Oh, he's gobbed. He's done. Oh, and it's all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Stop the presses. He's toast. I'm trying to figure out where it works, works up to because I got to 380. Oh, just 360 to 380, was it? Yeah. No, 380. Just touched 380. I thought you just touched four. Oh, no, I think, I think I just touched 380. So if it works out as the last minute, then 370 would be right. Yeah. So there's about, there's about 100 watts between us power-wise if you go by FTP. How does, that, how does that translate to the road? Well, only time will tell. Well, that's us absolutely gubbed from our respective efforts. And uh, we'll come back to an FTP in 10 weeks and see where we are. And hopefully between now and then, we'll have provided entertainment and uh, some fun and some interesting stuff. Oof. Yikes. Yowch. I think we did well. Like, I was, I was impressed. You'd never done one before, right? No. How did you find it? Um, like... I think I quite quickly forget uh, painful things, yeah. which is probably why I keep doing things like cycling long distances or previous in previous lives like running. Yeah, as like I'm quite quick to forget that I couldn't breathe and that like my legs were burning. Yeah, and now so I was thinking about it today. I was like, I definitely could have gone more. Yeah, I definitely like I was not toast, but I obviously was toast. But I think I could just be more burnt toast and less like sort of caramelized caramelized mildly action <laughs> toast um, nice yeah yeah what about you man like I was surprised because you were you're just like the kind of silent assassin yeah you were looking great very comfortable and then all of a sudden you were just like oh I'm done yeah I think um, I don't know I was I was a bit surprised like I, again I hadn't ridden my bike in a little while and I haven't done an FTP test in a while like last time I did an FTP test, I was at like 320 or 330 watts. And then to come in at 370 watts after a winter, after like a good break. But 
like last time I did one, it was in the middle of a, like towards the end of a big training block. So maybe yeah. I was just fatigued. Yeah. So I was like, I was surprised it got high, but I felt good. Like I was definitely, I felt better than last time I did it. Yeah. But then at the end, I, I, I still had some lungs left, but I didn't have any legs left. The legs gave up. And I think that's normally, it's the other way around. I think normally I'm like gasping and I feel like I've maybe still got something left in the legs. So I'll recover quick and then keep going in races and stuff like that. But I think maybe I'd, um, yeah, mate, I don't know. Just something wasn't quite in, Yeah. but I definitely felt good. And I was really happy with the score. So, yeah, so. I was the opposite. I felt like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And I also, I, like, some information I don't need to know. Like, I saw my heart rate was, like, 196. And I was like, Tony just said that 200 is, like, the <laughs> max ever recorded heart rate. I'm going to die. This yeah, is, that's this is how I die. This is how <laughs> I die. Um, but, yeah, also, with that benchmark, I feel fairly confident that if we were to sit and do one tomorrow, yeah. I just, because of, the, like, knowing the game, yeah, I think I, I know, like where I could go a little bit further so good I mean it's good for the confidence isn't it to get like a little bit of okay I'm not absolutely in the worst shape ever so you know add like maybe a thousand k's of training to that how's it going to stack up is it going to mean yeah I mean we know from life that you are faster than me uphill downhill (laughs) sprinting and just rolling along like always very strong so is that does the hundred watts? I'm two seventy. You're three seventy. Does that is that where that hundred watts is? Is it as simple as that? So if I can in- increase mine by another fifty and do something to hobble you, so yours goes down, we'll be the same. Maybe yeah. I don't really know how that works. Like the translation onto the road. Mm-hmm. It's also like having good and bad days. Like my legs felt good when we were doing the FTP. I felt like I had good legs, even though I hadn't ridden much. Whereas you can have a day when you just slept rubbish and you have bad legs Mm. or, and I think that's the thing with like when they're on the road doing the North coast 500, let's say, I think if we start with decent enough legs, like if we'd had some light spins and like got, got some good and got some good confidence, also the adrenaline does it for you as well. Like last time I did the FTP, I was alone in a room with a fan on in the dark. And whereas having it, like outside with you there and Me like a microphone to you. And, <laughs> <laughs> and this definitely pushes you on a little bit more. Yeah. And like you said, I think if people do come along and just give you a cheer on the road, that's why people always write their names on marathon tops, isn't it? So that someone says their name and you're just like, oh, I've got like an extra yeah. bit of energy. Yeah. But yeah, motivation is key, isn't it? So we're going to try and, oh, yeah, we're going to speak to someone sciencey to really try and figure out what does all this stuff mean? Does it mean anything? Is it really going to come into play? Mm-hmm. We're also going to speak to someone about motivation, whether that's actually the key. Yeah. Because there's definitely, there's going to be a point we go past the point of no return. And then it does become this thing of like, well, you're either going to make it or you're like, you're, you're going to get round or you're not. Yeah. And if you're not, you're still going to end up in the destination. So yeah, and I mean we're not, we're not we we haven't got until you. power meters on our bikes. So the information, if we're not going to use the information to judge our cycling along the way, we're doing it very much old school. We probably have a couple of gadgets in our yeah. pack, bags or whatever, but we're looking up. We're not looking down at our computers like the Froome of elbows out, head down. No, we're we're looking up, and we're going to be much more. 
well, if you're talking about like doing it old school, I'm thinking like, what were we saying, late 90s? Pantani. Uh, when was he? He was eight years old. American USPS. <laughs> Needles in Coke cans uh, kind of thing, then I feel absolutely very confident about it. Um, but it was a good test, feeling good, and it was a good start. We'll do it again at some point. I was going to ask you about your crashes. But yeah, have you ever had a like, bad, bad crash? I had a couple, yeah. Been knocked over by a bus, and that was more of a commuting crash. Mm. Um, got a bit of metal in the shoulder for that. Oh, the bionic shoulder. Bionic shoulder. But, <clears throat> yeah, self-inflicted crashes. I had a, had a big one in the North Yorkshire Moors once, about 150 kilometres from home, um, out on a pretty big ride. Just came around the corner, saw it was wet and maybe oily, mm. and my instant reaction was to touch the brakes, and I was already going maybe too fast, yeah. and then hit the deck and slid into a field, like down a bit. And then had to cycle home with like ripped bib shorts all up the side and a ripped jersey. It was just flap like it, the bib shorts were almost yeah. not on. And uh, bleeding? Uh, not too bad. There was a bit of barbed wire in the fence oh. that we went through, but I, I think somehow I managed to miss it, miss it. Jeez. But yeah, that was biggest crash. That's probably the biggest crash I've had. I've had a couple of slippy ones like falling over, mm-hmm. but it's part. Of, it's part of it, isn't it? Like I think about it. Like every crash that I've had, I had a bad one in France actually. I had a front front tire blowout going into a sharp hairpin in the Alps. That's and nightmare. Yeah, that was the worst. And managed to hit the barrier, but it was like a steep drop. How is it? So there was just something wrong with the tire. I think it just. Or it was really. It was like almost forty degrees, hot. and we were just descending. I must have been breaking loads, and it just heated up the whole room. Oh, jeez! Blew the tire. That was that was scary. That's the scariest one I've had. But that was yeah. like right in the beginning when I was riding as well. So that was a big, yeah, yeah, sketch. Bad, isn't it? Um, but have you had any big crashes? Not really. No, I, I, I haven't been. I probably haven't done the uh, the large amount of kilometers required to have like a really big crash. But I crashed. I did my collarbone. Oh yeah. That's obviously the classic badge of honor for a cyclist. Yeah, I did my cor- collarbone. Similar to you, like uh, on Aaron, just coming down a really fast uh, downhill, sharp right-hander, and it was wet, and a burn had like burst its banks, and I basically just like Slid stuck out. the bike sideways, and uh, I don't know if I went over the handlebars or what, but yeah, like did my collarbone. If I hadn't been wearing a helmet, I probably would have yeah. died. Yeah, um, and then. Uh, Oh, I did another, the silliest crash that I've ever had, which the, the rest of the croque monsieur um, regularly ribbed me for, was the morning before one of our pal's weddings, we went and did uh, Glen Shee. So it was up in Bremar, and we just cycled up Glen Shee, again in the wet, up and down. I think it was maybe like 30Ks or maybe not even that. The idea was just go out, get a bit of exercise, have a hot chocolate at the top, nothing silly, everyone comes back and so we'd come up and down the fast bit yeah. and everyone was cool and then on the flat just before we got into Braemar, um, I basically went to kick and do a little sprint and while I was doing it I was like oh I'll just do a wee commentary, in my head I was like this is commentary and I just went and here goes Chris Froome and as I said Froome 
it was as if the uh, spirit of Froome got right <laughs> into the pedals and my chain came off. So like, I basically like full torque and then the chain came off and I slammed it. And I could have taken like I could have taken everyone else out, but luckily I didn't. Um, and then like you know where you hop up and you're like, <gasps> you're fine. Um, but yeah, and then that was wearing a kilt. Luckily, actually wearing a kilt for the rest of the day with like a bloody knee and like a bloody elbow. Um, but no, I got away with it as well. Like again, if there had been something coming the other way, but I probably wouldn't have done it if there had been something coming the other way. So yeah. it's everything in equilibrium a little yeah. bit. But no, that's really the only two. Like, so I'm due a big one, Tony. <laughs> Hopefully, in ten weeks, it's going to happen. Um, I will be cruising. Yeah, we're not. We're not. Well, maybe we'll go for a couple of village signs. Um, oh, nice. So, listen, right. So, ultimately, this is just to get you into the spirit of what we're doing we're doing cycling coffee guests adventures um, if you want to get in touch with us oh merch oh. Tony right now is sporting a very delicious black and white anti-coffee t-shirt with oh their the logo on the back drip pizza so these drip pizzas as Mitch Docker would say uh, you know these are the DVD extras they're just our short episodes where we share with a, a guest uh, some pizza and some drip coffee. Just just discuss coffee and pizza and why we love both those things. Yeah, so you can get in contact with us, see if you live on the North Coast 500, or even if you live somewhere on between Glasgow and Warsaw. There's a lot of people who live there. So get in contact with us via Instagram at anticoffee.anticoffee, or you can email us at uh, podcast at anti dot coffee that's podcast at anti a n t i dot coffee we also have a website with a merch on which is www dot anti dot coffee that's where you can find the drip pizza merchandise so if you want to be like an early adopter like oh i got their first line of merch yeah Now's the time, guys. It's a limited run. There's not that many. We didn't think that many people would buy it, so we didn't get that many. <laughs> These pizzas are not going to pay for themselves. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, listen, we hope you enjoy. We're, we're just here to entertain. It's not that serious. Don't yeah. worry so much about it. And yeah, so we'll see you for the next proper episode where we have one guest. One. Um, but until then, see you next time, dreamers. I'm sorry. Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Anybody want coffee? I'll make you coffee. Anybody want coffee? Was that your auntie? I'll make myself a cup of coffee. Anybody want? Enjoy for cycling fans globally. What an effort that was. I'm having a cup of coffee. I absolutely love that. Coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card.